This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Isaiah 55.1, Isaiah 55.1. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come buy water, buy wine and milk without money, without price. That's the last scene we see of the Spirit of God and the bride in Revelation 22:17. right at the end of the Bible, Revelation 22:17, the Spirit and the bride say, come, and let him that heareth say, come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Just like we saw about this certain king, we tell the lost, come to Christ, because God wants you to come to Christ. Because, 1 Timothy 2.4, 1 Timothy 2.4, God will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Come to Christ because God is, 2 Peter 3.9, 2 Peter 3.9, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Come to Christ because he's inviting you to come. Come to Christ because the doors of heaven are open for you to come. Come to Christ because the opportunity is now, it's here to come to Christ, as he said in Luke 10.9, Luke 10.9, say unto them, the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. So the king, in verse three, he describes those who are called, he calls them in verse three, them that were bidden to the wedding. The Greek word bidden, strong word, it means urged, it means pressed. Every person is bidden to come to Christ. Every person is pressed by the Holy Spirit of God to come to Christ because the Holy Spirit urges people to come to Christ because he convicts their consciences that they're sinners, that's their need, that Christ is the righteous way, that's their way, and that the future with Satan, it's doomed to an end in destruction. John 16, seven, John 16, seven. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's expedient for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he was come, he will reprove the world of sin, righteousness, judgment, sin because they believe not on me, righteousness because I go to my Father, you see me no more, judgment 
because the prince of this world is judged. This all means that when we call the lost to be saved, we are not the only voice speaking to them. Deep within their souls, there is the voice of the Holy Spirit urging them because they're sinners, they need to come to the only righteous person, that's Jesus Christ. And then the last four words, these are the most tragic words in the Bible. These last four words in this verse three, verse three, the last four words, they're most tragic. They would not come. They would not come. They had the call of God to come. They had the command of God to come. They had the urging of God, the Holy Spirit, to come. And then God took back and he said, okay, what's your decision? And their decision was, tragically, in verse three, they would not come. As Christ said those tragic words in verse three, they would not come. We can see him there. He's saying, he just said they would not come and he's remembering as he's saying this, he's remembers standing in front of the city of Jerusalem. He remembers when he wept over the city of Jerusalem and he said in Matthew 23, 37, Matthew 23, 37, he said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets, stonest them which are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings? And ye would not. Two words. He spoke about himself in Matthew 23, 37. Would I, three words, he spoke about them in Matthew 23, 37. Ye would not. That's the greatest tragedy for a man when God says, I would, and a man's response is, ye would not. When God says, I would love you, and the response is, I don't want your love. When God says, I would protect you, and the response is, I don't need your protection. When God says, I would forgive you, and the response is, I don't need forgiveness. When God says, I would cleanse you from your sins, and the response is, I don't need cleansing. When God says, I would redeem you, and the response is, I don't need to be redeemed. They're all, I would and ye would not. Just like these last words in verse three, verse three, ye would not come. And when Jesus Christ came to earth, he made a beeline to his own Jewish people. And the response was, John 1.11, John 1.11, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. The response was Isaiah 53.3, Isaiah 53.3, he's despised and rejected of men. The response was Luke 19.14, Luke 19.14, his citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. And the reason why a lost person does not come to Christ is not because he cannot, it's because he will not. As Christ said in John 5.40, John 5.40, you will not come to me that you might have life. It's not you cannot, it's you will not. And that's the response of the Jewish people, which is a response of, you come to us, thank you, but no thank you. His response of, you come to us, please leave, never come back again. And with that response, the natural question is, Romans 11.1, 1, Romans 11.1, 1, I say then, hath God cast away his people? That's a valid question. God came in Jesus Christ to his own Jewish people. They rejected, rebuffed Jesus Christ away from them. So the natural question is, is he done? Is God done with the Jewish people? Has God moved on from the Jewish people, cast them off forever? And that's why the one word that starts out verse four answers that question, and that one word in verse four is, again, he sent forth other servants. Again, 
the record reads that the king sent forth other servants. That word again is the same answer to the question, Romans 11, one and two. I said then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people which he foreknew. See, that word again in verse four is the same as saying God forbid in Romans 11.1, 1, Romans 11.1, 1, God hath not cast away his people which he foreknew, Romans 11.2. So God's response to the rejection of the Jewish people of Jesus Christ is this one word in verse four, again. That one word, again, in verse four, that's our marching orders, that's my marching orders, personally, in Israel Restoration Ministries. For 11 years, we've gone back to the same Jewish communities in the U.S. year after year after year, again and again and again. For 11 years, we've gone back to the same Jewish communities in Los Angeles, delivering the gospel materials like the book Changed, Saturday after Saturday after Saturday for a total of over now, over 200 Saturdays as we've sent out students from West Coast Baptist College in Lancaster, California, down into Los Angeles. And this last month, I spoke to the student body up there at West Coast Baptist College, and a student came up to me, and he said, my name is David, and I'm Jewish, and I'm from Los Angeles. And every year that your gospel materials were delivered to my doors, every year I threw them in the trash until one year I read those materials. That's why I'm a Bible student at West Coast Baptist College. He was saved and now at Bible College preparing for the ministry because of that one word. In verse four, again, he sent forth other servants. And God's response to the rejection of the Jewish people is just that one word in verse four, again. In our response to the continued rejection of a lost person in verse four is again so there's no more breath in their lungs. They've gotta hear it again and again because we're hoping for that one day when instead of throwing the message in the trash, they pick it up and read it and they're saved. Again, God says again, 2 Chronicles 36, 15, 2 Chronicles 36, 15, and the Lord God of their fathers sent to them by his messengers, rising up betimes and sending because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. And again, the message is the same. Tell them which are bidden. The message is, tell them. I like so much Bert Poole's song where it says, tell them of one who is living on high. Tell them of one who on Calvary did die. Tell them of one who responds to their plea, banishing sin in his mercy's deep sea. Then the next word is important in verse four. Behold, I have prepared, that word, prepared my dinner. The word is prepared. The king said for his servants to tell them that the king had prepared his dinner. They were to say, the king says, behold, I have prepared my dinner. That word behold means look at it. Have a look at what the king did to prepare his dinner. That's what we do. We invite the lost to behold what God has done to prepare the lost to come to him. As in 1 John 3, 1, 1 John 3, 1, behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Behold what God did to prepare for us to be called the sons of God. Verse four, behold I have prepared, the king said. The preparation is all been made 
and the word speaks volumes to us, this word ready in verse four. Verse four, all things are ready. The king said that he had prepared everything and then the king looked over all that he had done and the king with a smile of satisfaction says in verse four, verse four, behold I have prepared, all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. Every obstacle has been removed that would block those guests from coming. And when the king said in verse four, all things are ready, come, we hear the voice of God. We hear the voice of God, the Father, saying to man those same words, all things are ready, come. And so God the Father looked over all that he did, as Christ did also when he looked it all over and he said, it's finished, it's done. And he says, it's now ready, now ready. Those are the words from verse four. We all know what it's like when mom has worked to prepare all the parts of a dinner. And she calls out, dinner is ready. Dinner is now ready. And we all know that her call means that it's time to stop whatever else we've been doing. It's almost she could say, I don't care what you're doing, dinner's ready. And come to the table because dinner's ready. And she's been working hard to put and make every part of that dinner come to the point of the now ready. And her call, dinner is now ready, means come now, not later, now. In the same way, in verse four, God is calling out, now ready, salvation is now ready, and that means come. And when we do come to the dinner table, we take a moment and we look at all over, all the parts of the meal that mom has prepared, she's worked to make it all ready. There's those creamy mashed potatoes with that little pool of melted butter on the top. Oh, that looks nice. There's that rich beef gravy with the steam rising out of the bowl. There's that beautiful fat marbled roast. Oh yeah, lots of fat. That means lots of flavor. I mean, look what the king said about his dinner in verse four. Verse four, he says, I've killed my fatlings. You wondered at the retreat why I disappeared after the message on Sunday morning didn't go with you up to San Javier, I'll tell you why. Every Saturday and Sunday mornings on the main street of Loreto and Salvatierra, a man named Manuel with his daughter sets up a table with his, in front of their carniceria, their butcher shop, and he's got this big, beautiful, roasted fat pig. And you get in line with all the ladies there in order for you to buy your carnitas. And there's so much fat on that meat. I come to that table, I get so excited. You know what I say? Viva la grasa! <laughs> Long live the fat! <laughs> and all the women just stare at me saying, what's wrong with him? <laughs> and mom has prepared a nice roast with lots of fat. And then those vibrant green beans with the slivers of almonds on the top, you know colorful salad with the ranch dressing on the side, sparkling apple cider and glasses. And you look at all that mom has prepared for this meal and you realize that meal just didn't fall together on its own. It took a lot of work for mom to prepare all the parts and make it like a symphony come together at one time and be ready at this time. And before you dig in, you look at mom and you say, thanks mom for preparing this, all this to now be ready. And that's what God wants us to do. Just take a moment and look at all the parts of salvation that God has prepared to now be ready. And what are all those parts that God has prepared for us to now be ready for us to be called the sons of God? God the Father had to prepare for us a forgiveness for our sins in order for us to be ready to come to God, and God did that. 
Ephesians 1.7, Ephesians 1.7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. God the Father prepared for us a wonderful forgiveness through the blood of Christ. The pardon is now ready. God the Father had to prepare a redemption for us as a payment for our sins in order for us to be ready to come to God as his sons. And God did that, 1 Peter 1.18, 1 Peter 1.18, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish, without spot. God prepared for us a wonderful redemption with the payment of the blood of Christ. The redemption is now ready. All this means that God the Father had to prepare a lamb. God had to prepare a lamb for our sacrifice to take away our sins for us to be ready to come to God. And he did that, John 1.29. John 1.29, the next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. Jesus Christ was God the Father's lamb that he provided for us to become our, our lamb. The lamb is now ready. God the Father had to prepare a cleansing for us. Can't have us come dirty from our sins so we can be ready to come to God. 1 John 1.7, 1 John 1.7, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The blood of Jesus Christ is God the Father's provision for our cleansing. The cleansing's now ready. And then God the Father had to prepare an intercessor, a priest, a sinless priest, a lawyer, to intercede for us in order for us to be ready to come to God. And he did that, Hebrews 7.25, Hebrews 7.25. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost to come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. For such a high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners and made higher than the heavens. Jesus Christ is God the Father's provision for our intercession. The interceder is now ready. God the Father had to prepare a peace for us. Couldn't have us come to him with a turmoil inside of us to be ready to come to God. He did that, John 14, 27, John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Ephesians 2, 13, Ephesians 2, 13. But now in Christ Jesus you were sometimes who are far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. He is our peace. Jesus Christ is God the Father's provision for our peace. The peace is now ready. God the Father had to prepare a way for us to be, how are we gonna be taught? How are we gonna be guided? How are we gonna be led? How are we gonna be corrected in life? We need that to come to God. God says, 2 Timothy 3.16, 2 Timothy 3.16. Again, all scripture given by inspiration of God profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction in righteousness. Not just the book, but also the person, John 16, 13, John 16, 13. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. The spirit of God, my teacher be, showing the things of Christ to me. The Bible, the spirit of God, that's God's provision to us to be guided through life the way for our teaching and guidance and correction, it's ready, it's now ready. He had to prepare, God the Father had to prepare helpers for us, attendants who are gonna watch over us in life and help us and strengthen us to make us ready to come to God. Hebrews 1.13, Hebrews 1.13, angels 
Are they not ministering spirits sent forth to minister to them who be heirs of salvation? Psalm 34, 7, Psalm 34, 7, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Psalm 91, 11, Psalm 91, 11, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Daniel 6.22, Daniel 6.22, my God has sent his angel and has shut lion's mouth that they have not hurt me. Matthew 1.20, Matthew 1.20, while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. Acts 5.19, Acts 5.19, the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth. Luke 16.22, Luke 16.22, it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. Our angelic attendants are now ready. God the Father had to prepare a final place. Where are they gonna go? Where are they gonna go forever? Where are they gonna live forever? And Jesus Christ said in John 14.1, John 14.1, let not your heart be troubled, don't worry about it. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again, receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Our eternal home in heaven is now ready. God had to prepare an inheritance for us. What, are we gonna go there and be broke? He prepared an eternal inheritance for us to make us ready to come to God. First Peter 1.3, 1 Peter 1.3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last day. Our inheritance is now ready. This is all that God has prepared for us to come to him. And so we come to the table and we see all God that has done for us to make ready. And if there's a forgiveness that's ready, there's a redemption that's ready, there's a sacrifice that's ready, there's a cleansing that's ready, there's an intercessor ready, there's a peace ready, there's a way for us to be taught and corrected, that's ready. There's angelic attendants that are ready, there's an eternal home that's ready, there's eternal inheritance. These are all what's involved in verse four. Verse four, all things are ready. And we all know that when mom calls out, dinner is ready, if you don't come, you're in big trouble. Because mom would say, I worked so hard to prepare all the parts of this dinner tonight to make it all ready now, and you don't come? And that's what verse four is saying with these two words, prepared and ready. But the tragedy was the response to the call of verse four, all things are now ready, and the response is verse five, verse five. But they made light of it, and they went their ways, one to his farm and another to his merchandise. You know what they said? They said, yeah, but I gotta do, I'm a farmer. You know how many things there are on this farm that I gotta do? I gotta go do that. Sorry, can't come to your dinner. I'm a merchant, I'm a businessman. You know how many transactions and so forth I gotta take care of? I gotta go take care of them. I've got things to put on the shelves. I gotta get things ready to sell. I've gotta send out my invoices. I gotta go count my money. I can't come to your dinner. Mom would be angry and God's angry. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the word again. 
And thank you, Lord, there is forgiveness with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God, and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.